0: And Welcome to R Jackson Home. Uh, I have been trying to get this episode scheduled for a while uh, with, with Ben and Marcy Harris of Pop Vox. And uh, we finally found a time when Marcy was in Jackson, and so we've been able to schedule that. So, welcome to the R Jackson Home podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, first of all, uh, for those of you that don't know Ben and Marcy, mo- uh, I, most of our listeners may not know who you guys are. So Take some time to introduce yourselves, and whoever wants to go first is, is fine with
2: me. You, sir.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, my name's Ben Harris, um, and this is my sister Marcy, and we work on a project called Popbox. It's super detailed, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my answer. <laughs>
1: Okay, right, I'll, I'll say it. We're, we're both originally from Lexington, and now Ben lives in Jackson, and I lived in Jackson for quite some time, and now I live uh, just south of San Francisco, and I'm very happy to be home for a little bit.
0: That's awesome. Um, so, originally from Lexington, moved, you've, you're you here, you're in California. What? Um, how did you get to Pop PopVox? And we'll talk more about what Pop PopVox is in the se- next segment, but um, it's a growing platform. How do you guys get from being from Lexington, Tennessee to, you know, being in the tech startup world? It's all her fault.
1: Uh, Well, it, it, as you know, it it actually does have roots in Jackson, uh, and trying to figure out how far back to go on that. Uh, but when I was living in Jackson in around 2000, 2002, 2003, Uh, It was right around the time that uh, J.E.A. was starting the fiber program, Mm -hmm. and and I was working for the City News at the time, and and went and tried to find out everything I could about this fiber, uh, which was super exciting, but it also kind of opened my eyes to technology in general, and a lot of the the things that were changing and possibilities that were opening, and uh, so I kind of always had that in the back of my mind, and ended up uh eventually heading out to law school which brought me to work in congress after that and uh and there that is one of those places that technology had just almost not touched (laughs) when i was there uh and so i was really obsessed with the idea that just a little bit of um technology and, and improvement in the way information flowed through could really make a big difference uh but the gadget person in my life is my brother, who is, has always been ahead of the tech curve. Uh, so, you know, I worked with some co-founders to start Popbox uh, in 2010. We, we'd been scheming and dreaming about it for years, hadn't we? But uh, eventually, Ben helped even from the very get-go, and we eventually, uh, soon after starting, looped him in and dragged him in full-time to, <laughs> to help us make it happen.
0: So, Ben, how did you get to that point? I know there's some air flight in your background as well.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I started out wanting to be uh, an airline pilot, and um, September 11th happened right about the time that I got out of school and got married at the same time. Uh, So my wife said, well, it looks like you're going to do something different. (laughs) And uh, so I agreed, and... um, did did a few things in aviation, but um, kind of came around to uh, really enjoying business and and whether it be uh, starting or maintaining, um, really enjoyed just kind of the the details of of business and and so um, when Box was actually founded, uh, my wife and I were in the restaurant business and trying to. To get it sold and move on to other. Why companies. would you want to get out of the restaurant business, <laughs> it's, Ben? It's uh, pretty labor intensive, oh, especially okay. when when uh, both members of the household are are working in it. sixty hour weeks uh, for each is is kind of a tough mm-hmm. haul. Um, so we were in the process of kind of working our way out of the restaurant as PopBox was um, launching, and. Like Marcy had said, I was kind of doing the books um, at that point while we were still in the restaurant business. and um, So when we did sell a restaurant, it uh, I just kind of started working with them uh, the first day and, and just kind of kept going. Mm-hmm. And Ben, you also had a hand in
0: starting The Co. You're mm-hmm. labeled as a co-founder. How did, how, just the real quick version, how did you
2: get involved with that? Um, Kind of the same as pop box. It just kind of <laughs> happened. It, it seems like if you show up to some meetings, eventually somebody's mm-hmm. gonna point at you and say, "Okay, you do this." Mm-hmm. Um, the the it's code, usually
1: after you open your mouth with a great idea, and somebody's like, okay, do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually you step in and it it's how you <laughs> get into it. But um, mainly just a, a few folks getting together and, and kind of talking about what we think should exist or how we could do things potentially better and, and um, just kind of incremental steps to, to actually at some point doing the thing, whether it be Popbox or the code. Um, it, it always seems to just somewhat happen by accident, but, but kind of a planned accident, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And Marcy, you were telling
0: a story the other day that, and I didn't know this about you, that you had a, a large hand in the reconstruction of Jackson after a tornado.
1: Well, talk about things that, that just happened and, and you don't expect them. So um, I was working in Jackson as the campaign manager for Mayor Farmer when he ran for his last term. And the night before the election, I just, I swear I had put up probably 50 yard signs that day, Mm -hmm. and I had the blisters to prove it. Um, It it was May 4th, a lot of people remember that, the the tornado came through that um, just completely devastated downtown in East Jackson, And, um, and, you know, I sent off an email to Mayor Farmer and just said, what do you need me to do? And and the instruction he sent back was find out what people need and get it. Mm. And so, uh, you know, a year and a half later, that was still my job. Okay. And I I ended up just, um, you know, being an extra person in the right place at the right time mm. to kind of coordinate some of the things that others were working on, whether it was um, the Jackson Planning Department that ended up managing so much of the... the uh, planning for the rebuilding and the bringing together of uh, uh, different community members and business owners from downtown and East Jackson and all over, uh, and uh, the Jackson Housing Authority, and just, I mean, so many people across the city who came together to make the rebuilding possible. Mm-hmm. And people like Hal Crocker and John Allen and others who, you know, really believed that downtown could come back. But yeah. it was. It was an incredible experience, and I'm—I I mean, I'm thankful and grateful every day for um, having been a part of it and everything that I learned mm-hmm. because of it.
0: So politics have been in your view for a while, then, kind of, or at least being involved in them somehow.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we we just grew up with it discussed from both sides eternally, and I I. I laugh sometimes that, you know, arguing one side with my mom and then the other side with my dad, because they come at it from such different uh, perspectives, it, you know, it, it made us able to think, you know, and see others' point mm-hmm. of view. And, and I think that was super important. And it, yeah, yeah, it just definitely was always a part of our dinner table conversations
2: yeah it's easy to be nonpartisan partisan with Popbox because it <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of dan- danced that dance all our life yeah that's awesome
0: well let's head into the break and we'll come back and we'll talk about what pop Popbox is and how it very well could change how our government works woo
1: that's a good intro so uh,
0: <laughs> between the Tennessee and Mississippi Rivers this is R. Jackson And welcome back to R. Jackson Home. I'm here with uh, Ben Harris and Marcy Harris, who are the, uh, the COO and CEO, respectively, of Pop Vox. And so, uh, something I wondered when I first came to the Co. Uh, what is Pop Vox? <laughs> um,
1: it's, it's a civic engagement platform. That's, that's the way we always describe it a place where you can find out what's happening right now in Congress, mm-hmm. uh, soon in state legislatures. Okay. Uh, and and share your opinion and see what others are saying. Uh, And Popbox kind of grew out of the experience I was describing of of working in Congress and being extremely frustrated with the way information flowed through, Mm -hmm. but also having this huge aha moment, seeing how much actually... Uh, it does matter when constituents share their opinion with their legislators. And mm-hmm. I know we live in a time of colossal cynicism, and it's tough to yeah. really believe that um, people can make a difference. But, I mean, I, I saw it every day when I was working there. It, it It's one thing uh, for, you know, to, to hear the, the cacophony in the news, but when a lawmaker actually has Uh, a a letter or a phone call or an email or a meeting with someone in the district who says I really care about this issue and this is how it affects my family or my business or my community that makes a ton of difference and that lawmaker will walk into a committee meeting and say I need to find out more about this issue because this is what I'm hearing in my district Mm -hmm. and so the idea behind Popbox was to make it easier for those opinions to be shared for everyone to start to see what Congress was hearing from their districts mm-hmm. and for members of Congress and their staffers to know that they were hearing from real people who were actually constituents and have that information come in in a way that could be more easily processed.
0: Yeah. So uh, this is going to be better than me writing a letter to my congressman, is what you're telling
1: me. Well, you know... I. It should be easier it should be more transparent and it should be received in a way that can be easily processed mm-hmm. by the member. but it's your voice expressing your concern and your opinion to your member of Congress is the power. Mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not that there's the pop box itself is powerful. What's powerful is getting lots of people to share their input and for the lawmaker to know that it's coming from a real constituent. Gotcha.
0: So I guess there's a technology side there that allows you to ensure that I am who I say. I am yeah, yeah.
1: But but I mean, ultimately, what's powerful is your voice.
0: Yeah. So so talk to me about how it works a little bit. I like, if I was to go onto the platform, what would I see? How would I
2: interact with it? So you would see um, the you would see the bill the the bill text um, a short summary of the bill and. Um, organizations that support and oppose the bill, uh, as well as other users' comments. Um, you you can drill into, uh, you can drill down as far as to see comments from Tennessee's congressional district eight, which is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can get kind of a. Um, a very zoomed in view of, of what people close to you, near you, feel about a bill, but then you can also zoom out uh, and get the perspective of, of the entire country over uh, an issue. Um, so that's pretty powerful.
0: And when I do that, let's say I get all me and my friends together and we're like, we really like this bill, um, how does that get communicated to uh, would be currently? Well, when this airs, it's still Fincher, I believe, but it could be yeah. someone else in the fall. Uh, how does that get communicated to him?
2: So we deliver the messages into the the member's web form, uh, um, and so that's going directly into their uh, constituent management system. Um, they have a constituent management system? Yeah. That's interesting. What What's the statistic right now? How many letters... Generally, go to a, an office. You know, oh, that's a good
1: question. Uh, it's grown so big. I think the the numbers that I have are are really old, but it's just just millions that, that are going really? into Congress every okay. year. So, you know, what I was dealing with as a staffer, and and uh, again, it's kind of it's grown even to be a, a bigger issue now. Is just massive quantities coming in, okay. and and you know, technology has made it easier, quite frankly, yeah. for massive quantities to come in. Uh, but especially if it's coming in via you know Facebook or phone calls or or um, sometimes emails, it's very difficult for the member of Congress to know that he or she is actually hearing from people mm-hmm. in the district. Yeah. And, it, and that's really important. I mean, they're, they are not allowed to use their official resources to respond to people outside of their district. A lot of people okay. don't know this. Uh, it actually goes back to the congressional franking privilege. So the fact that um, members of Congress were able to send messages through the Postal Service through the post office for free if they signed oh. it if they put their frank on the em- okay. the envelope their signature um, but that you know that was letting them use official resources to communicate with their constituents yes. but you also wanted to make sure if somebody wanted to run for senate they weren't sending yeah. you know they weren't using official resources to send messages to everybody in Tennessee or oh, you know the whole thing like that ever would have happened and it never sure. up- so there's a there's a congressional franking committee that's set up to <laughs> Really watch mm-hmm. the resources that are used mm-hmm. and to make sure that members are only responding to their constituents, yeah. which is, it's good for us. You yeah. know, we want our representatives spending their time and in our in their staff time figuring out what matters to the district, not everybody on the internet. So mm-hmm. uh, we really work to make sure that they know they're hearing from constituents. Awesome.
0: So it goes into the CRM or... Constituent management, CMS, CMS, <laughs> CMS. Yeah. Uh and and so is there any concern of uh, it losing some uh, personality? Like instead of me writing a letter and submitting it
2: to this into Pop Box, is that so? More than likely, if you were to write a, mm-hmm. a letter, a physical letter, and mail it to your congressman, that's going to be taken by a, a legislative. Uh, Staffer. Staffer. And put into the, yeah. the CMS. But not to
1: mention that ever since uh, the anthrax scare, the letters that are going into Congress actually take a very long time to be processed really? okay. because they're going through radiation and x-rays, and even some of the offices receive those electronically, so they're actually okay. getting them scanned and sent to them. So
0: this is, this is faster, and it's easy i mean it was i and i saw a screenshot the other day all the information about the bills right there mm-hmm. so you can be well informed before you send your letter or your yeah. message in home. I
1: mean it's it's definitely the case that it's it's still a challenge to know completely what's in a bill I mean that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. that we include this summary from the nonpartisan Congressional Research Service, and that we allow organizations to post their positions, which are not neutral, but at least you can know you know, you pretty much know where the Center for American Progress stands on things and where the Heritage Foundation stands mm-hmm. on things, and you can kind of compare and com- contrast. Um, but you know, it, it you have an opportunity t- to research the bill and see what others are saying, and then come sh- share your opinion. That's awesome.
0: Uh, and so, it was, I guess, nothing was doing that ahead of before. And you guys are filling a space that was needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there have been some wonderful efforts over the years. It's, it's funny, this is one of those things that I think everybody thinks should exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there have been a lot of awesome efforts over the years to bring information about bills forward or to uh, make information available. Like MapLight out of California does a great job of showing Campaign contribution data and things like that. So there are lots of amazing projects out there. The Sunlight mm-hmm. Foundation in Washington um, is is a great aggregator of data and makes uh, different open data sets available that you know many organizations use, including us. Uh, so it's it's we are members of a growing civic tech ecosystem mm-hmm. of lots of projects and organizations and companies that are trying to make this system work better, but. You know a lot of it can feel like you're a drop in the ocean because mm-hmm. it's it's such a huge need and there's so much frustration and there's so much information yeah. that that trying to make it work better for citizens and for government is, mm-hmm. is really a challenge
0: so and tell us about your team it started as a, a germ of an idea between or you guys you know talked about it for a long time um, I know Ben is here and you're in, in, uh, in California. I mean, distributed team, how many people? What's the... Very
1: distributed and I also have to mention our uh, wonderful co-founder, Roshna Chowdhury, who's based in D.C. and she was, okay. uh, um, she was uh, a member of the original founding team and has been uh, holding down the fort in D.C. ever since we started and then we also have uh, another woman in, in D.C. working with us. She Her job is to be the interface with Congress, so sure. she's constantly uh, working on Capitol Hill. So
0: she drew the, she drew the short straw. Yeah, no, she she's great she at it. To be there. She's <laughs> okay. great.
1: Uh, she she knows more about what's happening day to day in Congress than anybody does. Uh, and uh, we have a developer in Nashville. We of course work with Sodium Halogen, which is based mm-hmm. here out of the Co. We have a development team in San Francisco that's just amazing. Uh, and yeah, we're we're spread out all over. I was talking to someone today and saying we're still missing uh, mountain time zone. Yeah. yeah. Well that could
0: be the next on the job qualification yeah, for the next person. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not in mountain time zone. <laughs> no deal no deal. All Hawaii, right. we need Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> and then corporate that. meetings in Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Business expense. Yeah. Uh, if the IRS is listening, that was kind of a joke. Um all right, well we'll head into the next break and then we'll come back and talk about what's next for Popvox, and and from an uh, almost from an outsider's perspective, kind of, what's next for West Tennessee? So, you uh, from our front porch to yours, this is R. Jackson home. And welcome back to R. Jackson home. I'm here with uh, Ben Harris, COO of Popvox, and Marcy Harris, CEO of Popvox, and uh, we just heard about what Popvox is. Um, what it's doing what what's next for
2: pop Vox? Uh, pop state is where we um, are kind of focusing our efforts right now to mm-hmm. uh, do what we've done for federal legislation and move that into uh, the individual states that seems like it would be a much larger logistical challenge because there's yeah, 50 50, of 50 them. times <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> now does Puerto Rico get one eventually eventually yeah okay so um and if you do the state is there a local option in the future is that a thought process that's
1: happening or we've had a few experiment, a few quiet experiments of just organizations coming to us who were working on something that needed to target a, a city council or mm-hmm. um something like that so we've we've done a few it took a bit of uh, uh us manually managing some of the messages and things like that but it's, it's worked really well and I think what the team is building now to make states possible mm-hmm. really lays the groundwork for uh, being able to do mm-hmm. uh, more like, smaller jurisdictions whether it's city councils and county commissions or school boards and water districts or there's some really okay. interesting jurisdictions out yeah.
0: there uh for reference the i don't know if you all are last week tonight fans or not but last week uh, john Oliver did a great piece on special districts that's terrifying <laughs> um, so check that out on youtube but um so and is there is this something you see that could be picked up out of america and dropped into other cultures other countries and run a similar type system
1: We've had some great conversations about that almost from the get-go we had folks reaching out from mm-hmm. all over um, so yeah I, you know there's there are the the specific way that constituent input affects representatives in the United States. Mm-hmm is a little bit special in the world I mean there are there are a few okay. other systems that have you know geographic representation in the same way but a lot of um, especially European countries are parliamentary systems where some of the uh, the levers are a little bit different but there's definitely interest on the kind of transparency and civic participation side of things yeah. there's just a lot to learn about different systems uh, that would make it, Work well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there, there are some tweaks that might need to be made to to make it work well. But you haven't got a call from China, probably. Not China, no. But <laughs> we we spoke with some folks in South Korea who they. That's a, there really uh, are some exciting tech projects happening there, and a lot of enthusiasm for mm-hmm. leveraging technology for everything, including government. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, technology is a, is. You know, one of the reasons we're in this building right now, the Cove is a great center for that. But so, what do you guys see as, the, as, as where the U.S. is headed and where is West Tennessee headed? What can we do to try to be prepared for the future?
2: Wow, that's such a big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that the technology that we have here currently. If we can figure out how to harness that, mm-hmm. um, the the fiber in the ground, mm-hmm. um, the the kids that are learning to code in the high schools, um, I if if we can get more pickup of that and and more utilization of that, we Tennessee and, and West Tennessee stands to um, have kind of the the high tech workforce that. I think ultimately is going to be needed um, for the new economy that's mm-hmm. here and coming and, and so forth. Um, it's, it's, it's a really cool time to, to kind of watch um, how things change because of, of the, there's a part of me that wants to say disruption, but it, yeah. it, it is kind of a disruption of the mm-hmm. norm um, whether it be, you know, Amazon disrupting retail or, you know, what, ha- Internet of Things, all, all yeah. of those things, um, they just, they kind of require a different workforce that I think all over the country people are trying to figure out how to um, meet the demand that ultimately w- will be there and is there. Mm-hmm. If you look at the statistics of needed um, developers and and architects for for these companies, um, the demand is going to far outweigh the, the supply in the in the very near future. So if we can be ahead of, of producing those that talent, whether it be out of high school, out of colleges, or frankly in boot camps and things like that for right. adult learners, um, that gives this area such an advantage that frankly, um, we are equipped to take advantage of because we have such high-speed um, internet access here. Mm-hmm. We're we're really poised that if we if we have the workforce, we have the technology under us that we can we can really um, create something special. That's awesome.
0: Good answer. Well, okay. cool. thank you. <laughs>
2: well, uh, let's bring the episode to the
0: close. One of the things I love to do is to. Ask an organization how can we support um, you, and sometimes that's easier than others. You know, like Grubbs Grocery, it's easy to say, "Hey, go buy something," right? But so how can how can uh, us in West Tennessee support the work that Pop Fox is doing?
1: Well, absolutely. Please come to the site and please sign up for the weekly update, so you'll get our. Friendly email about what Congress is up to, and then what they've done, and we'll soon be letting you know that that PopBox Tennessee is launching, and and we'd love for you to uh, be a part of of that. Uh, and then the other thing is just realize that uh, we want the feedback. So if when you go to PopBox and you look for something you don't find it, you can email me. You can email Ben. It's Marcy at PopBox or Ben at PopBox.com. And, and we, we want the feedback. We want to know what you were looking for and didn't find, what wasn't clear, how it could work better. I mean, uh, it, it, it really is super helpful to hear from real people who, you know, are, are trying to use uh, the system and, and want it to work better. So send us feedback, use the site, share with your friends and neighbors, and, and come back and participate and then tell your lawmakers what you think and what you want. <laughs> Share your feedback with them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Our Jackson Home. Thank you, too, for helping to uh, helping to make Jackson, West Tennessee, and the United States a better place. Thanks for having
1: Thanks us. Thanks for having
0: us. <laughs> this is so cool. And um, stay, stay subscribed, and we'll have new content coming your way soon. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co, visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about Our Jackson Home and to read about how amazing Jackson is, visit Our Jackson Home.